With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hola, amigos. This is Ray Hudson from Bean Sports and Sirius XM FC, and you are listening to Barça Talk. Today on Barça Talk, we dissect the performance against Atletico de Madrid and why Setien was so conservative with a crucial game. The fans around the world react to the player swap deal of Arthur Melo and Miralem Pjanic. This deal has Arthur headed to Juventus and Miralem Pjanic coming to FC Barcelona. Hello, and as the great Ray Hudson says, you are listening to Barca Talk, the podcast for FC Barcelona fans. You'll be hosted by myself today, Cole, in Seattle, Washington, and joining me on this episode will be you. Uh, Some of you will actually be joining us today to give your takes on the Arthur Mello and Miralem Pjanic swap that was announced earlier this week. Uh, We reached out to some of our avid listeners and wanted to get their take to kind of get into a fan audio episode. We want to include more of you in in some of our content that we produce. So we'll be getting to that later. But first, um, I do need to briefly walk over yesterday's match against Atletico Madrid. 2-2 was the final score. Barca again dropped points, this time at home for the first time since the restart of the league. There were... Three strange penalty decisions. I'd say each and every single one of them could have gone the other way. Unfortunately, two went in the favor of Atletico Madrid. Um, one was retaken after Marc-Andre Ter Stegen saved the first one, but was, by the definition of the rule, off his line. I get it. Um, I just wish that VAR and Spanish refereeing was more consistent. It's definitely the right call. However, there have been many other instances in the league this year that that was not also reciprocated to to other clubs. I'm not going to name any because it's not just Real Madrid. It's a bunch of other clubs as well. Um, so I think that VR needs to be looked at after this weekend entirely. There was um, questionable decisions and penalties specifically all across the entire league. The other main point I, I have to mention about yesterday's match was just this lack of cohesiveness and no real team identity, both on the pitch and off the pitch, specifically during these cooling breaks. Um, there's an interesting shot. I don't remember which reporter uh, first put it on Twitter, but there's um, a moment during the uh, cooling break where Atletico Madrid are huddled uh, shoulder to shoulder, arms around each other, drinking water while Simeone is you know, screaming at them, their instructions and, and whatnot. And if you look on the other side of the halfway line, Barca players are scattered 
six, seven meters apart from each other, just kind of wandering, small conversations here and there, probably talking about the match. Um, but just this, there's no trust right now in, in the sideline. It looks like they're is no authority from um, Kike Setien and, and definitely no authority from uh, his number two on the sideline, Eder Sarabia. After what we saw in the Celta Vigo match, Messi and Rakitic both um, kind of waving them off as, you know, I, I don't need to listen to this. I, I don't want to listen to you or whatever it may be. There's, I'm sure there's more than what we're just seeing, but all we can really make of it is that there is a problem in the dressing room, um, specifically with the coaching staff and, this has now crept into our games where we can't make adjustments um, when we need to. And, and who knows what the coaches were saying? Maybe the players did have a, a better intent. That's not for us to determine. It's not for them to determine. Um, maybe one day we will be finding that out. Bright spots, of course, had to have been um, messy. The GOAT gets his goal finally, number 700 for club and country. A beautiful Panenka penalty. Um, beating what some would say the number one goalkeeper in the world, Jan Oblak of Atletico Madrid. Very similar to the one he scored against OL in the Champions League last season. Um, but this one was so much softer. It's it's like he carried the ball into the back of the night. It was beautiful. Um, so we're happy to see him get number 700. And Ricky Puj was another incredibly bright spark of energy and hope that we have to look forward to in the rest of the season. Um, he again gets the start. He performs extremely well. Um, 90 something passes, multiple chances created. He was everywhere on the pitch. He played, um, brilliantly yesterday in, in what was definitely his toughest task yet against Atletico Madrid. Um, the side's much more physical and we saw their midfield really shaking him up. And for years ago, there was talk of him leaving the club because of his physic physique and his um he, he wouldn't be able to play at that level and against these more physical teams in uh, la liga and uh, i think yesterday he silenced all of them and put their heads back in their cave so that was another great spot there's really wasn't much else to really be super proud of uh busquets played well vidal was all over the place not in a great way. Same with Semedo, although he was on both sides of those penalty decisions as well. And the other thing that, you know, kind of has our mind turning and twisting is the lack of substitutions. Kike Setien did say when La Liga was ramping back up into speed that the five substitutions would benefit other clubs more than um, our own. And he's absolutely right because they're using five substitutions and we're not. Yesterday, Kike Setien brought in Griezmann uh, in stoppage time and that was substitution number three. It, it just blows my mind how the game ticks on, ticks on, ticks on and, and we're in these tough situations. He later uh, came back and said he didn't want to unbalance the team by taking off Suarez. So Club de Amigos is you know, in full force. He has absolutely no call there. It looks like Suarez is going nowhere from our starting lineup. And he has Ansu Fati on the bench. He has all these prolific players, these young players who, who could really make a difference in matches like these, the unpredictable speed on the width and all these things. So that's another thing to be, to be disappointed in, I, w I guess I would say. But that, that's my really brief and quick at, uh, match review of the draw yesterday. If you guys would like to get more involved after each match, we do host a post-match reaction video 
on our YouTube channel where Alejandro and Gabrielle will take questions from you guys in the chat. You can see their faces. You can see them interact with one another. Um, and we just kind of break down the match after it happens immediately. So everything's fresh in our minds. Emotions are still raw, obviously. And we can kind of get a clear sense of that. So be on the lookout for links on our social media, on both our Instagram and Twitter. Before I introduce some of you guys, a quick word from our sponsors. Now it's time to listen to some of you to get your take on the Arthur and Miralem Pianet swap deal that was announced earlier this week. Uh, Arthur Mello will move to Juventus for 72 million plus 10 million euros in add-ons. Um, and on the backside of that, we will be purchasing Miralem Pianic for 60 million plus um, 5 million euros in add-ons. So it's a similar deal to the Jasper Sillison and Neto swap that happened last summer. This is strictly financial, unfortunately. Um, and my brief take on it will be that it doesn't make sense if you look at it upside down, right side up, left, right from the clouds or underneath the camp. No, it, it just does not make any sense how he had to be the scapegoat, how he had to be the asset that we let go of um, being so young and so talented and the reasons we brought him into the club. So without further ado, here are some of you. Hi guys, Adrian from Barcelona here. I wanted to say a few words about uh, Artur Pjanic swap. Uh, I want to say that I really hate this deal, but maybe for different reasons that most of the people. Um, I, I hate it because it's motivated uh, entirely by, by money. So the Barcelona board uh, got themselves into a huge debt of 70 million and they, they had to cover this debt uh, until the end of uh, June, so just now. Um, and they had to find another team like they did last year with uh, Valencia uh, when they swapped uh, Silesan for Neto uh, to, to get, a, get another player uh, and to get the money in the books. So they, they got pianists, they got, uh, they got pianists from Juventus. Apparently there was uh, no other uh, better deal for them. Uh, in the market and uh, I wasn't a big uh, fan of uh, Arthur really I had the chance to, to see his uh, entire short career here live at the Camp Nou watched him many times he never really impressed me I think he was hugely overrated he never had the stamina to run for more than 60 minutes uh, he his behavior was kind of uh, unsporting there was this issues with going snowboarding and so on so I think there, he definitely had the potential but I wouldn't say that I will miss him dearly but uh, with all that being said why do we have to get the guy that's already 30 years old that I can't understand I mean um, if we if we got uh, someone uh, younger uh, a winger maybe uh, a center back because we or, or a fullback we we still need people good 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 players uh, for the defense our defense is uh, is horrible really um, maybe it would be different but uh, being as it is I don't see any reason behind it uh, except for, for Bartomeu to cover his butt because the, the regulation says if you don't get the 70 million uh, uh, if, you, if you're actually in the red and uh, the board has to cover it so mostly Bartomeu would have to cover it from their own money which of course is never going to happen uh, so he got uh, 
the best deal possible probably for him, which is not a good deal. And uh, well, we'll see how how far that goes. Uh, this is a, a horrible board. Uh, Bartomeu should be dismissed as, as soon as possible for the sake of the club. And uh, yeah, that's my uh, few words. Uh, yeah, thank you and bye bye. Hello Barca fans, this is Emmanuel from Dominican Republic. Well, first of all, in my personal opinion, in this transfer, we are harmed. Because Arthur was project as our new Xavi, and he is only 23 years old. He has a great future. Spanish, he is 30 years, and he can only give us 2 or 3 years at the most. I would have preferred only the money that Juventus paid for Arthur and bet on our talents like Ricky Push, De Jong, Alenia and the other midfielders we have. Or another possibility was to try to buy a much younger midfielder with a good future. They practically threw all the player for 10 million. Barcelona already has midfielders. That transfer seems crazy to me, honestly. It seems that Juventus went with a pistol in Bartomeu's head and they say, give me Arthur. <laughs> I am not happy with this situation, to be honest. I'm not happy with the administrative management of Barcelona. I hope for a change soon. And although I didn't want Pjanic, I hope that he can perform to the maximum with our team. Okay. So let's have a summary, these three points. First, I would have preferred never to sell Arthur and bet on him. Second, I would have preferred not to buy Pjanic. He is too old for the team, in my opinion. And third, if I have to buy a midfielder, I would have bought a younger one. Thanks and Bisco Barca. Hello, my name is uh, Jose Morataya. I'm from uh, LA. Uh, well, the Arthur Panic deal, to me personally, it makes no sense. Like I've been mentioning in Twitter, it's uh, Neto Silicon 2.0. Uh, it's something that we just did just to fix our books, which makes no sense. Uh, it's something that you as a director, if you don't know how can you balance your books at the end of the year and you have to do one of these moves just so you can balance it out, that that just says a lot, you know, about you, how do you handle your, your team, you know. Uh, from the sports perspective, uh, yeah, we will bring up, you know, an experienced player on Pjanic, but... It's been proven that we haven't had fresh legs in our games, and that's what we need. Uh, yeah, it might be good for one, two years, you know, but what we're going to do when we have a, a Real Sociedad team, Athletic Bilbao team, uh, the, you know, their, their legs are fresh, you know, they're young, and they're going to outrun us. What are we going to do? I mean, yeah, the intelligence is smart. Yeah, you got it, but, you know, you when you tell your body to 
go faster and your body doesn't respond, what do you do? You know, you, you can't, you, you can't buy that. You can you don't have that with all players, you know? Uh, Kike Setien. Unfortunately, I was expecting a lot more from him. Uh, I think he might wanted to do his, uh, own, uh, try to put his own system, his own war and everything, but these vets, they're not allowing him. And then he doesn't get the support from the actual board, which, like, come on, you know, like, why did you bring this, you know, coach if you're not going to support him? You know, didn't you let go Valverde for the same reason, you know, and then you bring this guy that you're not going to support him? Do you just put him there just to cover a spot? Again, another bad decision from the board. You know, it's it goes off and on. And, and this one, I don't blame too much of Setien. I blame much of how, you know, these vets players are handling this situation. Every other day we hear another story that these guys don't like how either Setien or his assistant are performing or, or, you know, are coaching. And that's not good for both, you know, the team and the players and the coach. So it's it's just bad. It speaks bad about us. So really can't wait for 21 season starts. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, a little upset, not going to lie. Hey, Barcelonistas, Paul here from the Peña Blaugrana, L.A. Just wanted to say a few things about the Arthur Pjanic move that finalized on Monday. I personally disagree with this transfer due to the simple fact that Arthur is 23 and Pjanic is 30. It's frustrating to see him leave the club at this point of his career. I was really looking forward to him next season. It was way too soon for his departure, if you ask me. Only giving him two seasons to prove himself is not enough time. Not being from La Masia, coming from Brazil, first time in Europe. You know, um, players usually take two to three seasons to adapt. We need fresh legs in the middle of the pitch. So players like Arthur, who were hungry to succeed in this club, I believe he needed more time and way more trust in him. I mean, Arthur's ball control was on point. The movement he makes just to get rid of his opponent is outstanding. 10, 15, 20 yard passes is not an easy thing to do. Being a midfielder myself, I know staying consistent just like how he is, it's very tough. Just look at his numbers, look at his stats, um, complete passes per game. How many times do you see him lose the ball? How many times do you see him make a mistake? Hardly any. Top clubs look for players just like him. That's why I don't see why we had to get rid of him, you know. FC Barcelona, we look for players who can adapt quickly, especially if you're not from La Masia. I'm really going to miss Arthur. Um, um, I was really hoping he would play a game with Puig, Arthur, and Dejong. Good luck over there in Italy, Arthur. I really appreciate everything you've done for the club. As for Pjanic, I honestly can say I don't know anything about your game, but you're coming to the club next season, 100% my support. Just don't wear that number eight. <laughs> and for the second question about Kike Setien, el mister, I have mixed feelings about him sometimes. It must be tough taking over the team in January, mid-season. But for sure, have a lot of faith in La Masilla. Um, ask the players to shoot from outside the box. Don't always just look for Messi. Sometimes it's too obvious.
um, use all the cambios that you need. We have five. Just just might as well make them something not working. Um, just have faith in La Masia for sure, 100%. And Gabriel, thank you so much for letting me be a part of the podcast. Visca Barça. This is Joshua in Bangkok, and I kind of feel like everything that can be said about this swap has largely been said at this point, um, and further by people far smarter than me. But if we're going to indulge these cynical, embarrassing arguments about balancing books and our turn not proving sufficiently explosive across two years, if we're going to do it at a club with the largest wage bill in the world, we need to talk about Griezmann. He never should have been brought on, much less at those wages. And as far as I'm concerned, whoever signed off on his transfer fee should be forced to pay it back themselves. What's worse is any eight-year-old would have anticipated the outcome. He made his name in a club whose philosophy is as Mourinho-esque as they come. He made a joke of Barcelona in that narcissistic documentary farce. And by all appearances, has zero chemistry with the rest of the squad probably as a result and as of late he's been a downright liability that said he's still a saleable asset when any number of clubs who could pay his wages would have happily had him even selling him at a loss would be paid back at least twofold just in making space for attacking talent that actually fits the system i just don't see the downside like we get more on Sufati and Antoine could do blackface and shitty hairbands somewhere else. Hey, Gabriel, Brian, and Alejandro. This is Minor Guzman of the Peña Los Angeles. First question about uh, Arthur and Pijanic. I really don't understand the transfer. I'm actually very upset about it. Uh, Bartomeu, what are you thinking? Um, Arthur is a much younger player uh, compared to to Pejanic. Um, And so it just doesn't make any sense for me why we would purchase a player in his 30s uh, versus uh, keeping a player in his early 20s who has many, many years ahead of him. We've already seen how bright this player is. I mean, he's definitely one of our top three midfielders that we have on the squad. Um, Arthur has definitely demonstrated the ability to not only just make successful passing, but also be able to shoot and actually score. Um, Quite frankly, I really don't know much about Pijanic. I don't really follow uh, Serie A. um, I wish I had the time to. Uh, I'm more committed to La Liga, and um, I know Arthur has had um, his ups and downs. Um, I definitely think it was a premature um, decision to sell him. Um, If it's for business purposes, I mean, I really don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Second question regarding Kike Setien, um, you know, these last three games that we've seen, you know, haven't been the greatest. We won one of them. Um, I think that uh, Setien coming in 
right at the start of the second half of the season and then having the interruption with the pandemic. Um, it's been really difficult to say if we will be able to succeed uh, under Setien. Um, definitely the league right now is very close and highly doubt that Madrid is going to drop the points. However, there could be injuries for them and Setien could lead us to victory. Uh, that being said, um, I would like to see Setien back for a uh, second season. Um, I think he hasn't had enough time to um, you know, make the changes that he's looking for. He obviously has a vision for the club, and um, we just haven't had enough time to see that uh, come through for him. Uh, this uh, halt uh, in the middle of the second part of the season... Again, it's just an inconvenience for the club and for Setien. Um, although some players look like they were able to keep their fitness during the pandemic, um, that's quite uh, obvious. Um, but still feel that uh, Setien just needs more time. And as a club and as Cules, um, you know, we put a lot of pressure on these coaches. Um, Valverde was able to coach Barca for two and a half seasons. Setien has only coached our team for less than half a season. So I would want to keep him. Um, obviously there are many things he needs to change. Um, you know, again, going back to us being Cules, we are very demanding. Um, but I believe that with more time, um, we've seen moments uh, where Setien is, you know, obviously a very intelligent man, knows the game very well, has had good experience under his belt. We really just need to be patient. And I know, you know, no one wants to lose to Madrid. No one wants to just hand the league over to Madrid. However, for Setien, I mean, this is only half a season that he's worked with. And having a, a big halt in between just seems unfair. Thanks, guys, for having me on the show. Best of luck. Alejandro, you're doing amazing. Really proud of you, brother. Keep up the good work. Love you guys. Brian, miss you. Take care, guys. Hey guys, thanks for having me. My name is Rene Cortez. I am a native of Los Angeles, California for my whole life. And I've been with Peña LA for about two years and I've been a Cule for 15 years or so. My opinion about this now confirmed transfer is that I think it's about the same sentiment as most other coulés in the world is that we're very upset. I am very upset. I'm very disillusioned with the board, uh, with the president. And I think, although Pjanic is a quality player, I, I just think that the reasoning behind it is, 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 not, is not good. I mean, it's done for financial reasons, for balancing the books or what have you. It was not done for sporting reasons, for footballing reasons. And uh, it's kind of hard to imagine uh, a 30-year-old effectively being traded for a 23, 24-year-old. However, in Pjanic's defense, I do think that we are gaining a quality player. And he certainly has the tools to survive and thrive at Barca. Uh, but but yeah, it's, it's a little unfair to, to Arthur. However, I think in the 18 months or whatever that Arthur has been with us, he has shown some glimpses of what we perhaps unfairly have been expecting out of him. Uh, 
which is to be a Xavi-esque player. But that is unfair, I think, to him because that will never happen. So I think that we don't have the time at this point to wait for Arthur to hit that that potential, unfortunately. I'm a fan of Arthur's, but I, I, I don't think that we have the time to wait. Uh, Pjanic, on the other hand, will give us immediate results. Uh, very experienced, uh, will definitely help in, in specific ways that Arthur would have helped in as well, like holding the ball, control, that sort of thing. But uh, I do think that Pjanic is a quality player. I hope that he still has some good years in him, that we can uh, utilize his strengths. As far as our manager is concerned, uh, Kike, well, I don't think this is his fault. I think this is all kind of a, a, a carryover from the last uh, regime or the last era of Valverde. I think we all also realize that uh, Kike perhaps isn't the right one for us, and he is merely a placeholder for somebody else. Is it Xavi? I don't know. I I would hope to see Xavi sooner than later, but if he's ready and Hopefully he will be soon. So thanks again. Thanks for having me. Visca al Barça y Visca Catalunya. Thank you guys so much for providing us with your take on this strange transfer swap deal. It's truly a crazy board that we are experiencing right now. Hopefully this is all going to change in the next elections or possibly even sooner. Who knows? Um, so we want to say thank you again to all of you. We really appreciate you guys giving us your takes on it and um, reaching out. And we'll definitely be reaching out to some of you. And if, if you are interested in getting involved or have questions for us for our episodes or want us to do a Q&A and, and things like that, please just reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter, comment, just at us um, in a tweet, and we will definitely um, be open to hearing how we can get more of you involved. We, we would really like to do that more so. And um, if you are able to, we do have a Patreon set up. You can join for as little as $5 and get bonus content where um, our new member, Mariana Guzman, will give her pre-match things to watch for. She gives a good sense of what to expect before each match, what to look for, You know what, what keys will Barca have to, to walking away with three points. Um, so that's just some of the content that you will get if you do become a subscriber for this podcast. But otherwise, we will see you next week. Visca Barca. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.